Well, greetings to each of you and welcome to The Shakedown, a podcast about corrections for corrections and as always by corrections. I'm your host, Aaron Dawson. Good to be with you again as we continue uh, through uh, this discussion uh, that we began two weeks ago. Um, And I appreciate you hanging with me. And I hope that this is something that uh, has been uh, positive uh, in your life and an encouragement to you. If nothing else, it's it's provoked some thinking, uh, some some self introspection, as it were, as we have been looking at uh, the layers of psychological safety uh, that protect us from hopelessness and despair. Those two causes, root causes of every suicide: hopelessness, the fact that there is no hope. Excuse me, that there's nothing that life makes life worth living for. And then that despair that it's never going to change. And so we've been talking about these layers of, of psychological safety or security that we can put in place to keep us from getting to that point. Uh, we started with uh, the first layer, having something to, to live for. And that something has got to, uh, it has to be bigger than or outside of ourselves. Uh, it has to challenge us. It has to challenge us as an adventure. It has to challenge us by providing an ethical framework. It's got to challenge us by having tangible goals. And it has to involve others, us investing in them, them investing in us. Second layer was fulfilling our roles, our natural roles as far as our family, our social roles as an employee or as a friend, et cetera, and our biological roles. Uh, third layer. Uh, was making sure that we do not fall into the trap of narcissism, that we do not um, buy into the lie that I am the most important person in the whole world and all that matters is that I am happy. Uh, we talked about the fourth layer, uh, not allowing ourselves to fall into the trap of developing a victim uh, mentality. Uh, that is a very dangerous, dangerous road to go down. And then the fifth layer Uh, making sure that we do not allow ourselves to fall into manic fixation where we are consumed with acquiring or having something or someone. Uh, And so I want to pick up there uh, with the final layer uh, of of psychological safety, and that is um, the uh, living with the mindset of, you know what, I I don't want to deal with the pressure. I want to deal with, uh, with, you know, setting goals. I want to deal with all that. Um, I'm not even gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna set any kind of goals. I'm just gonna live. I'm just gonna live in the moment. I'm gonna, you know, seize the day, uh, carpet to him. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna live in the moment, day in and day out. I'm just whatever comes down the pike. I'm gonna deal with that, and I'm just gonna enjoy life. I'm just gonna, you know, take it by the horn, and just enjoy life. That you know, I'm just. I'm just gonna live. Uh, well, that is an extremely dangerous mindset, number one, because it gives us no purpose and it gives us no sense of direction. Uh, you know, if you're going to go somewhere, you're going on a trip and you, you pull up your GPS, whether in your vehicle or on your phone, and you pull up the GPS, um, you know, there's two blanks at the top of the screen. Uh, one is your current location and the second one is your destination. Uh, well, if you don't put anything in that destination, it's not going to give you any directions because you're not going anywhere. And so, you know, 
living with that mindset of, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to enjoy life You know, forget the stress, forget the pressure. I'm just going to let, nah, it gives us no purpose. It gives us no sense of direction. Uh, I believe I mentioned this in, in one of the previous episodes, but uh, research has shown that positive emotion, we only experience positive emotion in pursuit of a goal. And that goal has got to be bigger than, you know, I just want to be happy. So just, you know, living life to the fullest today and seeing what happens and what comes down the pike. There's no sense of uh, direction. There's no sense uh, of purpose. And and we don't know when we've accomplished anything. We don't recognize or realize what it is that we really have accomplished. And, And it causes us to feel aimless and like there's no winning. I mean, if I have no goal, if I have no purpose, how can I celebrate when I get there? (laughs) <laughs> so then it's arbitrary. I can think, oh, well, this is a success. Well, there have been some times in my life where I thought what I was experiencing was a success, and it wasn't. <laughs> it absolutely wasn't. And so it's a very dangerous uh, mentality to have because, you know, when we, we might, when we make just living life our vision, our purpose, our goal, that's so broad, that's so... Uh, ambiguous. There's no, there's no definition. There's no specific tangible goals to pursue. And that will lead us uh, to living life by the emotion that I feel now. And that's where hopelessness and despair comes from. So when you take these six layers, when you take these six layers and you put them together, when you take, um, you know, having something to live for, when you take fulfilling our roles, when you take making sure that we do not fall into a narcissistic lifestyle, when we talk about um, not allowing ourselves or protecting ourselves from a victim mentality, uh, when we talk about not allowing ourselves to fall prey to, to manic fixation, and then we fall when we, we talk about not allowing ourselves to uh, replace <laughs> a vision with no vision, when we put all that together, okay, what are some things that we can do on a daily basis to put those things into practice and to make sure that we do not we do not fall prey to uh, the hopelessness and despair that motivated um, so many and has motivated so many people to to end their own lives? Three things, guys. Three things. Very simple things. <coughs> Excuse me. The first is set that vision, set that purpose, set that goal. Envision, if you will, in five years, in two years, in a year, where would you like to be? If you were successful over the next year, what would that look like? Write it down. Articulate it. Uh, what would that look like You know, at, at your job? What would that look like in your relationships? What would that look like uh, in your education or your experience or your training level? What would that look like in a year, two years, five years? What would that look like? Okay, that's a vision. That's a goal. Okay, what do I need to do over the next five years to get there? What, let's break it down into steps. What do I need to do over the next five years, the next two years, the next one year? What do I need to do over the next six months? What do I need to do this month? What do I need to do today, this week, to, to take steps towards that vision and that goal? Set that vision. Set that purpose. Set that goal ahead of you. Um, one it gives you a sense of direction. Uh, it gives you a sense of measurement. I can look and I can see where I, this is where I was. This is where I'm headed. And this is as far along the path as I've made it thus far. So it gives you a sense, like I said, of direction. It gives you a sense of, of accomplishment. Um, 
And it gives you a sense of purpose that this is where I am heading. You know, when I'm, when I'm driving somewhere, you know, traveling somewhere and I've got the GPS on, I absolutely love the part, at least on, on mine, at the bottom where it tells me how many miles I have left and it tells me what time it is and I'm expected to get there. Because that gives me that, that gives me a drive of, okay, when I started this trip, I had, 300 miles to drive, let's say. When I look at it and it says 150, I look at it a few minutes later and it says 160. I look at whatever the case may be. I love that. Why? Give me a sense of purpose. Give me a sense of vision. So first thing, set that vision, set that purpose, set that goal, get that positive emotion going, pursuing a goal. The first thing I do, set the goal. Second thing, uh, second encouragement I'd like to, to offer you is invest in others invest in others there can be no question about it that we as human beings we are designed to be social creatures now there are some of us through our personality uh, we are more social uh, than others uh, there you know there are those that because of personality they desire uh, social interaction more than others um, but regardless of, of where on that scale you may find yourself, we're designed to be social creatures. And one of the most incredible uh, things that we can participate in, experiences that we can have as a human being, is investing in someone else. You know, if you have a relationship with, with, with someone, your spouse, man, love on them. If you have children, invest and love on them. And you have friends, you have family members, you have coworkers, invest in them, you know. Talk to your coworkers. You know, ask them about their vision. Ask them about their goals. What is it they're trying to accomplish? Okay, they tell you this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. Ask them this question: Is there something I can do to help? You know, you want to talk about it. You want whatever the case may be. Is there a way you know you may check in with you every so often and, and encourage you? Invest in other people. It is unreal how much satisfaction can be found in investing in other people. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we've got uh, four uh, children. So over the years, I've had a lot of opportunities to do some coaching, whether that be in baseball or whether that be in basketball. And, you know, uh, none of the times that I've, I've done uh, coaching, uh, whatever the sport, has it been a paid position? It's always been a, a volunteer position, whether that be with a school or with a you know parks and rec. It's always been volunteer. So why do I do it? Because it's an awesome opportunity to invest in a group of young people to see these this you know that first practice and you're and you're seeing where you're at and the the skill level of the players and and then you know you you begin to develop a a goal for me as a coach of. Uh, and where we want to be by the end of the season, you know, what skill level we want to be as a team, and then break that down to the individual players. Okay, for us to be there as a team, where does this individual player need, what skills does he need to improve in? How does he contribute to that overall vision of the team? Well, that's investing in them. And as the season progresses and as practices happen, you see those players develop. Yeah, you got the frustration of those that, you know, they don't want to, or that it's just not happening, or the attitude stinks, whatever the case may be. Sure. That's part of being around people. But the how incredible it is to see results as you invest in people. And I want to tell you something. I guarantee you there are people around you uh, who you do impact. And you may be sitting there thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. Not me. 
I mean, I keep to myself. I, I don't. I don't interact. As I mean, I, I try to limit that as much as possible. That may be the case, but I guarantee you uh, that there are people that you have impacted and that you are impacting. Well, be proactive about it. Start simple. Start with one person that that you know, whether it's in your family. Uh, you know, it's a great place to start, <laughs> but or maybe it's at work. Pick somebody. Pick somebody and think, okay, how could I invest in them and get to invest in If you're in a leadership position, if you're a supervisor, you're an administrator, oh, my word, what an incredible opportunity uh, you have to invest in other people. Uh, so put the effort in, invest in others. So set a vision, set a purpose, set a goal. You know, put that, put that, this is where I'm headed. Put that in there. Uh, you know where you are. Well, this is where I'm going. Uh, secondly, invest in other people. And then thirdly, be grateful. Be grateful. Uh, again, statistically and uh, speaking, and the research has shown overwhelmingly that the greatest defense that you and I can have for hopelessness, despair, uh, bitterness, excuse me, try not to sneeze. Anyway, um, <laughs> the best defense that we can have for that is recognizing things in our life every day that we can be grateful for. And we won't have to look hard and we won't have to look long to find those things uh, that we're grateful for. Um, if we make a habit of looking for things to be grateful for and, and when appropriate, telling whoever it is that, that caused that to be a reality in our life, look them in the eye and saying, hey, I just want you to know, I appreciate that. Thank you. If we make that a daily habit, we make that a regular routine, we make that a part of our everyday existence, we're going to find it very difficult to be hopeless and despairing. Now, I'm not saying something can't, you know, some tragedy couldn't occur, something couldn't come down the pike to where it, it'd be very easy to fall into that. But if we have made a habit of being, of looking for things to be grateful for and then being grateful for those things, we are building our resistance to hopelessness and despair in a way unlike anything else. And guys, uh, so these, these six layers and then summarizing with these three things, guys, there are so many of you that, uh, as, as we've done these, these 50 plus episodes, uh, there are so many of you that, you know, you're listening to this or you're watching this and I don't know who you are. You know, I've never met you. You've never met me. We don't know anything about each other. But I want you to know that I don't want you to be a statistic in a CDC report. Regardless of who you are, regardless of what you've done, I don't want you to be a statistic in a CDC report. And I guarantee you there's other people around you that don't want you to be a statistic in a CDC report. So these things that we've talked about, write them down. Look at them. Take a good hard look inside yourself and say, how am I doing on this? Am I good? And if the answer is no, find somebody to talk about about it. Something happens. There's a situation, <coughs> excuse me, that you're dealing with. You know, there's there's a in custody on uh, death. There's a there's a fight. There's a you know try an accident or whatever the case may be. And you're struggling. Find somebody to talk to. Uh, there are peer counseling groups all over this country that consist of people that are trained 
counselors, but also happen to be corrections officers, also happen to be first responders. And they would love the opportunity to have uh, you speak with them. I guarantee you there are people in your agency or people in your agency know of people that would love the opportunity uh, to speak with you. And guys, I want to throw this out there as well. If you feel like you say, well, I hadn't got anybody. I mean, there's no peer counselors around me. There's nobody that anybody, you know, around here, you know, that I trust or want to talk to. Shoot me an email. Shoot me an email. And I guarantee you, I will get in touch with you. Uh, I love the opportunity uh, to talk with you. If, if you, know, you say, well, I ain't got anybody. Well, you're wrong. Uh, you do have somebody. And there's been uh, many of you uh, over the last uh, few years, that, you know, whether it be at conferences or trainings or whatever, you know, we've crossed paths. You say, hey, I just want you to know I've been listening. You know, I've been listening to the podcast. Because I love that. That's awesome. And so some of you have seen your face. Some of you have introduced myself and you've introduced yourself to me. And, and I, and I, you know, we have a, a relationship, if you will. Uh, well, guess what? You too. I don't want you being a statistic in a CDC report. So let's do what needs to be done. Due diligence. Let's make it happen so that we do not fall prey to hopelessness and despair. Uh, well, guys, uh, we're out of time uh, for this week. And so. I appreciate you uh, hanging with me over these uh, these three weeks for us to look at and pull this topic apart because it's that important. And, guys, if you know somebody that maybe they're struggling or they're having difficulty, man, send them the link. Uh, you know, let them, let them know that, that they're, these resources are out there and available for them. They do not have to stay in that position. Well, guys, uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, as always, uh, to – to uh, speak to you and to have uh, you make me a part of what you got going on. And so until the next time, guys, uh, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.